0: get up flyer fans it's the show just for you flyer feedback presented by bud light and live from the whio studios flyer feedback is brought to you by bud light here's to the beer you can always count on and by flyer spirit the university-owned student staff destination for dayton flyers gear hashtag flyer spirit Call in with your comments or questions 457 1290. Flyer feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel.
1: Trey kicks it out. Greer, Cameron for three. Banked it in! Banked it in! (laughs) Oh! It's been that kind of day for the Flyers, my friends. Uh, The bench erupts and our fans erupt too.
2: The only time the walk on walk ons usually come in, it means that the team's losing really bad, or the team is really in cruise control, winning big. Dayton won big today, seventy seven to forty eight. Is your final and Michael Purvis? I got three words for you.
1: you Trey kicks it out. It. Greer yeah. Cameron for three. Well,
3: you get the idea. It's a good reminder.
2: Good reminder. Once again,
3: Cameron Greer, once again, he hit a three today. Yes, so. <laughs> he did. So Cameron Greer hit a three
2: right under there. So there, we edited that portion of that one. So there yeah. we go. But uh, a bottom line, folks, uh, this was a very, very impressive performance for the Dayton Flyers. Seventy-seven forty-eight is your final against the Rhode Island Rams. And, Mike, I just go ahead and remind this again. Last year, Dayton went into Kingston-Rhode Island. Different Rhode Island team. Different coach. 81-56 that, that last year. This year, completely different story. Dayton led from start to finish. I think this was their best game of the year.
3: Uh, I would. I think my my good friend Chris Mormon tweeted out that you know the first half this was easily Dayton's you know statistically speaking was their best first half performance and probably their best overall game this year. I mean they 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 took it to Rhode Island and didn't let up. And I know that that's something that. We've uh, seen and complained and, and analyzed from this team throughout the season is that there are times where they don't have that killer instinct uh, to put a team, you know, kind of let a team get runs on them. And I thought a good a good point w- was um, was made by uh, by Coach Grant uh, in the first half when they let Rhode Island get like four quick points, and he called a timeout there. I think it was around like the eleven minute mark, approximately, yeah. and it, it just seemed like that was a moment where. A.G. said, you know, let's make sure this doesn't slip away from us. And then they just went and took it right back at him again. Yep. I mean, they just kept going and going and going. No answers. Rhode Island had no answers the whole game. I mean, they had there was nothing they could do to slow down. O.B. Crutcher had a phenomenal game again today. Uh, we saw what J- Josh finally kind of broke out of that slump a little bit. I don't think he was still as good as we've seen him, but yet he got a little bit back on track today, and I think that's good going into this bye week. I mean, overall, just a great performance from start to finish by the squad. They needed that considering how much of a clunker they put up in St. Louis on Tuesday. Look,
2: it was bad Tuesday night. We're not going to go ahead and relitigate that, but it was <laughs> it was bad. But uh, I thought Anthony Grant said this real well when he talked with Larry Hanska. I thought this was one of the big quotes when he told this
4: team in halftime. We took the fight to them at, in the, at the start of the game, and we knew that we would have to do the same thing in the second half, that this is a team... Uh, with their crowd that would come out and they, w- they, would, have a, they would have a run and uh, that we'd have to answer that run. And we were able to do that and then have a run of our own to put the game away.
2: And that's exactly what happened because I, I go back Mike, to the critical point of this game in the second half. Dayton's got a 44, I think it was what, forty-four thirty-two. 32 Bats Russell goes to the line, 44-30, excuse me. He goes to the line, he misses both free throws. Jalen Crutcher turns it over. Jalen had a fine game. Harris scores for the Rams. It's 44-32. Okay, And then the, he misses the free throw. Rhode Island gets the miss. But they turn it over, and then Crutcher scores on the other end to make it 46-32. to 32. I thought that was the critical point right there in the second half because Rhode Island was starting to get a little bit of momentum. They did right there at the end of the first half because Dayton had a 35-14 lead uh, at the under-four timeout. And then Rhode Island... Their credit—they outscored uh, Dayton 13-6 to end the first half to get back in the game. They got to the foul line, and you can do you can do damage from the line if you can get if you can do that if you can make free throws. URI's is not a good free throw shooting team, but I thought that play right there sort of steered things back to the Flyers' way, and they took control and they never ceased.
3: Yeah, I mean I think that's that's the thing that I think is the biggest thing that we can look at this one here is that. They got off to a great start, and they and they didn't stop. I mean, you know, uh, Coach Grant couldn't have said it any better. They took the fight to to Rhode Island right off the bat, and I think that if you look at the St. Joe's game, we look at the Duquesne game, we look at the St. Louis game, and once again, I'm not trying to hash out every one of these. George Mason, you look at any of those, those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. They allowed the other team to control the first part of the game, and, and sometimes Dayton never grasped control of it at all. But in a lot of those, they eventually, like, okay, fine, we'll we'll kind of get into it. But it's like you can just see that if Dayton has the ability to get control and they're able to play their game, they're able to limit having to shoot all the jump shots and they're able to control their shots, everything else starts to fall around it. The defense looks better. The outside shooting looks better. Everything, all the stuff in the paint, which already is good, looks even better. I mean, it's just that it's once they get on a roll – they are very, very hard to stop. And that's just what makes some of the – when you look at – when they get taken out of their game, it just gets like, well, you should be able just to flip a switch and get back onto it because you can see that they can do that sometimes. It, you go back – I thought Keith Walaszkowski made some
2: great points during the pregame show. You know, Going back to the other night, they looked disengaged. Hopefully you bounce back today, which they did. The negativity and the lack of engagement can be just as disengaging as a player – and that game the other night, he didn't see anyone pick their teammates up. And Keith said the two keys to this game came down to two things, rebounding and leadership. Well, I'm looking at the stats right here. Rebounding, Dayton out-rebounded Rhode Island 37-25. Yeah, Rhode Island got 12 offensive rebounds. Um, second-chance points, only eight second-chance points. Pale in comparison to the other night, but some other offensive stats. Dayton 31-49 of from the line, from the field, 63%. Only 12 three-pointers. That, I think, is the thing right there. When they're not Mike, forcing those threes, which they at times can get in trouble when they're getting the ball inside of Obi Toppin, 19 points. Jalen Crutcher, he had a solid floor game, I thought, today. Mm-hmm. 20 points and four assists. When they're doing those things, and you mentioned Josh Cunningham, Larry even said 13 points, four rebounds. He had a solid game, six of eight from the field. Uh, this was a solid all-around game from the Flyers Punctured, of course, with a Cameron Greer bank three right there, <laughs> right out the glass. Yes, the bank Help. is open late in New England. Not just on that, Saturday but helping after that. the
3: three-point field goal percentage <laughs> as well, might I add. Which point is a point career. of contention, you know, with some of yes. us. Yes. But you know, actually, it's funny because I, I did want to touch on the three-point thing for just a quick moment. Is that I was watching the TV call a little bit uh, with uh, Dave, with Dave Ryan and uh, Steve Wolf, yeah. and I'll tell you what, Steve Wolf was hounding Rhode Island on how many threes they were taking to try to get back into the game. He was like, come on, if you're trying to come back into this game, do what you do best. And that's what Dayton was able to do today. They did what they did best right off the bat, got out to a good start, started to get some of those perimeter shots to fall, which they did. Funny thing, it seems like perimeter shots – for Dayton, seem to fall in Rhode Island more so than anywhere else, apparently, you know, mm. especially when it counts. But it just seems like today <laughs> they shot they shot better all the way through. And, hey, that's why they won today is because they played a complete game and they did what they did best.
2: We are just getting started on this edition of Flyer Feedback. Give us a call, 457-1290. You can tweet uh, me at John Tisdale. You can tweet Michael Purvis at Michael Purvis on Twitter. We're taking this all the way to 7 o'clock tonight. Dayton 77, Rhode Island 48. More Flyer
0: Feedback coming up here from the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM
4: 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Coors Light? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page 3. There it is. Coors Light brews with hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at millercourse.com as of January 16, 2019.
0: Life happens. At McAfee, we make it easier for you by offering lifetime worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance or filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Learn more at mcair.com. Any season, anytime, McAfee. Frickers is the home for incredible value. Monday, Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday, Wednesday, sirloin steak dinner. Frickin' Chicken Chunks. Frickers is also ready to handle your graduation party or large catering order. Frickers takes the worry out of what's for lunch, dinner, or late night. Everyday values are at only one place. The home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is also the home for everyday values. Frickers. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome to the Party Booth. It
2: is a Saturday night and it's National Pizza Day. Those that is and it's dating a the winter 7748. And uh guys, I'll add some more words before uh uh, for this win
4: we are back baby we're back we are back that's we right. are back
2: yeah that's right we are back baby data winner 77 48 and thank you umass i never thought i'd be saying that 77 to 48 john bedell's in studio he joined us now here and uh johnny your thoughts of this one? It's like a three-man weave edition
3: yeah. of flat to oh, I Yeah, like that. that
5: was my strongest drill for Holy Family Panthers CYO ball. <laughs> the three-man weave. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I was ex- I was hoping, wasn't expecting, I was hoping that they would split this road trip. Uh, and I thought it would be just flip-flopped of this week. I didn't think you'd go get dump trucked by a terrible St. Louis team uh, who got just waxed themselves today, uh, or last night, actually, at St. Joe's. Um, I... I thought they might get St. Louis Tuesday night. And and honestly, guys just historically with the way they play uh, in Kingston and with a ferocious rebounder like Langevine after Tuesday's effort, I didn't think this was going to go terribly well, but boy, did they flip the script on us and come away with a 29 point win. And, you know, it doesn't really matter how you get there. They split the road trip and we'll take it because that's all you can ask for. And it might've, flip-flop the, the results that I expected this week, but I'll take a split with St. Louis and Rhodey on the road. Well, and
3: we know, I mean, how difficult it is already just to win in conference play on the road as it is. And I mean, you're going to come in, We how many times have we already talked about this, is that you get a sellout crowd in, in Kingston, you know, a place that UD doesn't always play well, of course, and they come out by, you know, what, a 12-0 run, couple of timeouts, you know, forced uh, Rhode Island to take, you know, by the uh, the first two media timeouts were t- taken timeouts by uh, Rhodey. I mean, they just took Rhode Island out of the game from the start, and, I mean, they never, just never let them crawl back in. I, I just think that's this is the biggest thing we can take away from this one is that Rhode Island never had the opportunity to crawl back in. Yeah. And, and
2: and that that's the thing that, that impressed me the, the most of this game is that this was something that Larry Hanskin, Keith Woloskowski talked about, Anthony Grant talked about in his pregame comments, that we needed to get going right from the opening tip. Well, they did in a big way 77-48. Other scores in the Atlantic 10, we're talking about this one. UMass over Davidson. This is the game of the day. 54-51 in the A10. Yikes. And to
5: a Davidson losing to not only UMass in Amherst, to a Lewan Pipkins list UMass team in Amherst today. That, not that, You talk that. about a clunker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Davidson stepped on a landmine today. That's mm-hmm. terrible. And, and let's
3: let's not forget too UMass <laughs> what lost by was it 20 at home this week to Fordham? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> th- this that was, like you said, if you talk about landmines, they did not navigate around that Don't lose at all. to Fordham. People don't forget that. <laughs> that's right. That's people right. don't forget that.
2: Some people do. We well, don't. Yeah, nope. and Well, some people don't Don't lose to UMass, too. Some people don't forget that. And we know that better than anybody. <laughs> uh, Duquesne over Fordham today, 74-66. to uh, Fordham tra- let this game 40-24 at the half of the Dukes come back. Uh, Keith Damprob doing a good job with the Dukes. VCU. 85-55 at St. Bonaventure. Yikes. Richmond, 26-17, 10-39 left to go in the first half of that one. But it just goes, it's funny how things work in college basketball. I mean, as low as we all felt and Flyer fans felt the other night, and now all of a sudden we're like, yeah, we're right back in this thing. You were you not. Know, we were talking about this during the break. It. it if you would have told me before – you know, after this stretch, after this four game stretch, and this was a critical four game stretch the Flyers had St. Yes. Joe's, Duquesne, St. Louis, and uh, uh, Rhode Island. If you would have told me, I'll take three and one, I'll take three and one no matter what. You beat St. Joe's, you beat Duquesne. Okay, you laid an egg against Slew, you're not getting that back. But then you go to Kingston, Rhode Island, where that's a tough place. Dayton's had their share of heartbreaking losses over there. And then you win by 29 points. Same place where you lost by 25 last year. You take it to the Rams, and you take it to them in a big way. Without a doubt, their best – I think, to me, their best 40-minute performance of the season, and they needed something like this. And again, the capper, Cameron Greer, bank shot. (laughs) Yeah, right. And and
5: here's the thing, too. After all the – the FCC version of this. After all the BS and all this kind of thing that's gone on this year, here we are, guys. We. I don't want to – they. Here they are. Yeah. Still, what? A half game out of second, only a game back at Davidson. And now you got the next two with the two teams ahead of you in the standings. You get VCU that comes to calling, and a, now all of a sudden, we, we knew it would be big in terms of maybe tiebreakers and you know top four seeds in the conference. Now this one is huge a week from today at UD Arena with VCU, the return game with VCU. And then I think arguably you got the toughest game of the year going to Davidson uh, at their place. This is a massive two game stretch now where you, you, as you mentioned, Tiz, you're ecstatic. With a three and one finish of that lat the four game stretch they just completed by beating Rhode Island today, now you got a shot at the two teams directly in front of you in the standings. Guys, these are like divisional games. VCU is definitely because you got a home and home with them, and 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 uh, Davidson is you got to get the Wildcats or you got to try because they're clearly right now. Look at the standings; they're the front runner. These almost count double when you got a chance to go get two teams ahead of you in the standings.
2: Let me just add some real quick, Mike. We'll go back to you. Remember that George Mason loss. This is something I know David Jablonski has talked about this with Larry Hanskin. You got to get one of these games back. Now, obviously, Rhode Island, you can say they got one of these games back because it's a pod. If you can get Davidson back, that equalizes what happened against George Mason about uh, what would you say a week and a half ago almost, yeah. Yeah. and nothing against George Mason. They're a fine team, but that you got a whole court at home. That's uh-huh. just to me the key. But if you can get Davidson, and that's a week and a half away from now, you got to focus on VCU. <laughs> but you get that one, Mike, you're right back in the thick of things. Well,
3: and you know, in in Bedell over here, John sent sent a tweet to us, and one of we a guy that we always talk about. <laughs> we won't, we'll once again to keep the FCC Not version fit of it rare, happen. Mike. Yeah. But this t- this this conference is ripe for the taking once again, and we and, and I know that the last game that uh, that Tiz and I got to do that was one of the things I emphasized on. Hey, Dayton can grab this if they can This two game stretch tells you everything. Well, might tell you everything you need to know about this this team if it's ready to take the hop. And what a good time for it! Normally, you know, sometimes you look at when a team goes into a bye week, and you're like, oh, they're playing really well right now. I really don't want the bye week right now. But c- given how this team has looked in the four games in over the last two weeks I'd go man they could really really use a little bit of time off right oh, now yeah. and I yes. think this is this is the perfect time for them to get this bye week going into like we said the two most important games here through right. the rest of the, uh, the rest of the season right now and I mean and, you know obviously they have to go to UMass mm-hmm. coming up too amongst other ones I mean but this these next two games here will tell you everything you need to know about if this team is going to go be on top of the conference
5: and I agree I think they just this is the perfect time these guys they just need They need a blow, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the perfect time to have a week off to rejuvenate and just get ready for now this home stretch, this final seven games with arguably, as Mike said, the biggest two uh, that are left here with VCU and and, and Davidson. And not only only
3: just that, but I mean, you know, we keep, you know, the VCU is ahead of them. I mean, the word today all around all the basketball I've been watching today is VCU's Almost a, a solid lock. I mean, right right on the 9-10 line, which I think is garbage, but I don't think anybody in the A-10 is solid right now. No, but that's another no. thing, too, that considering VCU is kind of getting all the, the hype right now out of the A-10 and kind of like the guys to go after, even though Davidson's at the top of the standings, it does a lot even even more for this team if they go out and take it to VCU.
5: Well, and that's the thing, too, that, you know, people, John Rothstein, I mean, let's yeah. you can't see me rolling my eyes on the radio, but I am, <laughs> uh, that – I don't think any – he used the word comfortably. Nobody in the A-10 is comfortably in no. this tournament, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's okay to say that it's a lousy league this year because it is. Let's just call it like we see it, right? That's no secret. Uh, but right now, if the, if the season ended today, you, if somebody besides VCU were to win the tournament, you got VCU and Davidson in. But guys, anybody besides the auto bid, and we'll get into more of this after the break, yeah. is one or two bad losses away from playing themselves right off
2: the bubble. Dayton winner tonight, 77-48 over the Rhode Island Rams. We'll have more on the other side of this break of Flyer Feedback here on the Home of the Flyers.
0: This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. Fox News, I'm Joe Chiro. A powerful storm wallops the northwest with more to come.
3: They've been seeing it, they're going to continue to see it, and that's stretching all the way down into portions of central California. As far as snowfall totals go, as much as two feet of snow that's running from central California up across Oregon, up near Seattle,
1: I think widespread spots getting up to a foot to 18 inches.
0: Fox meteorologist Adam Klotz, the latest migrant caravan remains in Mexico near the U.S. border.
1: Thousands of central American migrants are waiting at an improvised shelter at the Mexican border city of Piedras Negras across from Texas. They're hoping to file asylum claims and get into the state through the Eagle Pass crossing. The Department of Homeland Security and the local government in Eagle Pass say they are watching and waiting to respond.
0: Fox's Jeff Paul and Massachusetts Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren today officially announced her presidential candidacy. This is Fox News.
1: Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. Catholic Social Services of the Miami Valley strengthens individuals and families in need through acts of faith, service, and charity. We're talking with Laura Resch, CEO of Catholic Social Services Miami Valley. Catholic Social Services, Laura, serves a a really large region, serving 10 counties in all. I would imagine you see a a lot of variety in your work. What, What kind of challenges does that present?
0: Yes, and each community has unique challenges which change over time. And also incredible assets that we can build upon as well. Our mission, though, is timeless, and our mission never changes. And it's rooted in the gospel call to love and care and serve neighbors in need. And how we do that may change, but the mission itself is perfect, and it
1: never changes. So, Laura, how can people help?
0: We would invite uh, all your listeners, Larry, to visit www.cssmv.org, make a gift of financial support, or join our team of 350 dedicated, awesome volunteers who help bring our mission to life every day.
4: Ever wonder what ingredients are in Bud Light? Just check the packaging. We brew with hops, barley, water, and rice. Ever wonder what ingredients are in Miller Lite? You can't check the packaging. You have to go to their website, download a PDF, and scroll to page 10. There it is. Miller Lite brews with hops, hop extract, barley, water, and corn syrup. Bud Light, brewed with no corn syrup. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light beer St. Louis, Missouri. Based on information available at millercourse.com as of January 16, 2019.
0: Tune into Safe Harbor Retirement Group on AM 1290 and News 957. Saturdays 5.30 a.m. and Sundays 5 a.m. Safe Harbor Retirement, your pathway to a carefree retirement. For a complimentary strategy session, visit SafeHarborOH.com.
6: We'll see mostly clear skies as we head into this evening and even into tonight. Temperatures are going to be falling from the upper 20s and eventually reach a low of 17 degrees for tonight our next system is going to arrive for Sunday and that's going to bring us the chances to see some snow and even some wintry mix precipitation and rain showers in there as well it's going to arrive into the afternoon hours and then transition over to some snow showers into the overnight hours for Sunday and freezing rain will be possible as well temperatures are going to be right around 36 degrees and then falling to right around 32 degrees for the overnight lows I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley severe weather station a1290 and news 957
0: You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957WHIO. Hey,
5: everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. Dayton, the winner is 77 to 48 and a boat race that wasn't even that close. I'm John Bedell. He's Mike Purvis. He's John Tisdale, and we thank you for joining us here for Flyer Feedback. Testing, testing. VCU, is this thing on? Did they search radio too? Or just Twitter? Just Twitter, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're looking ahead a little bit to the other Rams team that we have coming back uh to the arena for the return game of the home and home series. But hey, today, Dayton a winner and a runaway. They get to sixteen and eight overall, eight and three in the 8-10, and now just a half game behind the aforementioned VCU Rams, who guys comes here to the arena on Saturday a chance to to catch them in the standings. And then what do you know? Very next game up, the Davidson Wildcats down there in, in uh, the Carolinas, and a chance to catch them as well. The next two are with the two teams directly ahead of you in the conference standings. These two ones, guys loom larger than ever, even if, if we look at the schedule. Of these, we're going to be big games coming into the year, but here we are, just a, a game and a half game behind both those teams.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a chance for payback as you get ready to play uh, VCU next week. And we were talking about this uh, going going into the last break. The, we, the bye comes just at a perfect time for this team. Chance for Josh Cunningham to recoup a little bit. I thought, though, I thought he played pretty well today. Uh, he's been struggling a little bit in some games. I think he's been banged up a little bit. But uh, he played he played pretty hard, I thought, today, as the rest of the team did. And then once you get VCU, then you go to the house that Steph built in uh, Davidson. And then uh, <laughs> you got the uh, payback game against Slew. So this next three-game stretch is going to be pretty critical here for the Flyers. We're, obviously, it starts with VCU and Davidson, but I'm going to add Slew. I think mean, Flyers want payback after what happened this week. You bet.
3: Well, and I, I think to even to go off what you said there, you know, with the way Josh performed today, I, I wrote down, you know, I was really, I've been kind of, cons- I think a lot of people have been concerned with Josh's production the last few games, but I mean, not only does it look like he needs this week, but also he's going to have some momentum going into this week as well, coming off the performance that he had. Now, granted, he got into foul trouble for a little bit, but I mean, still getting, Double digits in points, I think what he had, like about four or five rebounds, whatever it was. So, I mean, it was a solid performance for Josh to get him a little bit back on track. And I think he's one of the guys who I think is definitely going to welcome this week and definitely benefit from it as well. And try to come out and have a strong game against VCU because he's a guy who obviously we know they need to rely on with how deep VCU goes. He needs to be in the game for a long period of time, just like uh, just like Obi. Those are two guys who they they just can't be without, let alone against a deep bench team like VCU.
5: And we've seen in this series in particular, since the Rams have come into the A-10, um, how much home court really comes into play in this series, with the exam, with the exception of Dayton getting VCU, and was it the 13-14 season guys, one of those two? 14-15, I
2: think. I
5: think it was, yeah, it was that season. I knew it was one of those two. Really, everybody's held home court in this series, and these have been two teams that have been at the top of the conference, you know, since VCU's come into the A-10, they've butted heads, and it's 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 it flamed into a tremendous rivalry. It's, it's a love-hate mm-hmm. relationship. They love to hate us, and we kind of— they do that in return so it's (laughs) it's an
0: intense
3: rivalry and just think of i just i just think about you know john you and i were texting back and forth during that game especially afterwards about just how mad we were that they lost that game out there in in richmond and and it was a game they we just felt they shouldn't have lost and they kind of just let it go at the end and it just it seems like this is a perfect opportunity once again for them just to take it right to them and i mean i love that by the way little bit of self-promotion. I'm PA in that game. I'm probably not going to talk all week just to save my voice for that game. I'm a little bit excited <laughs> for it in case you uh, wouldn't guess that. Putting
5: the undefeated, well, the one loss record one on the loss line, record. right? So one the loss men's record. team has only lost yes. once. When you PA Mike only once, and it was Rhode Island, uh, Rhode Island last year. year. I was going to say that's not too bad if your only losses that that edition of the Rhode Rhode Island Island Rams. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two guys, it it was nice to see them just come out and boat race Rhodey on the road, a place where they historically, as we've talked about, don't play well. After a game Tuesday in St. Louis, where I think Anthony even told Larry in his post-game comments they just didn't do anything well Tuesday night, guys. I mean, literally, they did nothing well with the exception of defending. Uh, the original shot on the trip down the floor. Now, the problem was the offensive rebounding or, lack, or being unable to stop St. Louis from offensive rebounds and the complete inability to defensively rebound for the Flyers. I mean, there was a three, at least three key possessions Tuesday night, guys, where Tizzy, you and I were talking about this. I remember St. Louis scoring on, forget a second chance point, St. Louis was scoring on third opportunities for that trip down the floor. So particularly after a game where they just got absolutely dump trucked mm. in Chaffetz Arena Tuesday night, and they did nothing well. For them to come out
2: and rebound with a performance like this, got to love it. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, you and I didn't do feedback. It, well, that would have been the contractually obligated decision <laughs> to been say an understatement. But, no, it, it, it was really <laughs> bad. It was really bad. And we don't want to get into the other night, but let, we're just about looking ahead and recapping this one. And the the thing that you look at this team, because the opportunities are just right there in front of this Dayton Flyer team. Uh, you go back, we talked about this during the last segment with uh, Davidson losing to UMass. Obviously, Davidson and UMass, uh, I'm sorry, Davidson and VCU, they're tied for first place in the Atlantic 10. Dayton right behind them, uh, half game back. So, really, these next couple of games, and of course, you add St. Louis because Dayton wants payback for that one. These next three games, I think, are just so critical. Uh, for this season and there's just a lot of basketball left to play during that three-game stretch and then you got to avoid the landmines to end the end the season at yep. UMass then you got Rhodey at home LaSalle at home that that, that, that those are landmines and then at Duquesne that's not going to be easy so these next seven games um, their challenge is still ahead for this Flyer team but obviously they answered in a big way today so again we're just all very impressed uh, with the way that the Flyers play. And here's the thing, too, with the A-10, because we, we've talked about, guys, how down the league
5: this is this year. It's just a lousy A-10, and that's okay, because it just is. And, and people need to realize that there are metrics out there and empirical statistics and things that we can just use to show that in, as, as it stacks up against itself in previous years and even as it stacks up against other conferences this year, the A-10 is having a really down year. Now, that's not to say Dayton can just cakewalk its way to the one seed because I don't think they can. What I believe is they should have based on their talent compared to the rest of the league, not saying it's gonna have to be not going to have to be a dogfight at times, but they should be able to finish guys top four. I mean, come on. Right, not to say it's not gonna be difficult at times, because when you get into conference play, it's like playing in Major League Baseball with a divisional team. They got your number, they know your program, your personnel, your system intimately, and there's going to be ups and downs of a long 16-game stretch in conference. Not to say there's gonna be games that you that you lose that you got no business losing. Not to say there's gonna be ones that you steal a couple times. Not gonna say it's gonna be a cakewalk, but with this talent on the Staten Flyers team, in this edition of the A ten, they have no business not finishing. Inside the top four. And here it is right for the taking yep. with this game today. I, I here mean, we are half it, game behind VCU, one game behind first place Davidson.
3: And, and once again, VCU continues to look like a heck of a team. I mean, I, I mean, I know that, you know, you can once again, we can talk about how uh, St. Bonaventure is. But I mean, I watched that entire game and man, it got ugly there at the end because they got oh, yeah. a 30 point win there uh it's at Bonnie today I mean once again I think we have seen this throughout the season that Dayton as you mentioned Bedell that they have the talent to do it they prove it they have performances like this tonight where you go they you know half of that effort that they put out there still can beat the majority of the A-10 on the road so they have it there and like you said they just got to get those consistent performances all the way through and they can't just You know, as we said, hit the landmines, have the drop, have those egg games. But we know that it also, once again, the other thing that we know is you're going to have those from time to time. You know, a game like St. Louis, you're going to have that. It's almost, I mean, heck, even some of the best teams, you know, in the ACC or anything else are likely going to have a game like that. I mean, I think like, you know, Duke Syracuse, for example, you know, Duke just didn't do anything well in that game. Whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to talk about. You're going to have that one game. Let's hope that's that one this year because because look at the rest of the seven games. They got. Th- I think they got this. I think they have the opportunity to go out sure. there and get it. And the bye week comes at a good time. We're just recapping all the same things we're talking. Well, and about. as we've
5: talked about too throughout the year, you know, looking into the crystal ball, any Dayton fan with half a brain can tell there's going to be clunkers. All you have to do is just minimize the damage control. Right. Okay, like Tizzy said, you dropped a game to George Mason at home. You probably shouldn't have dropped. Okay, can't get that one back. Move on. You know, uh, same thing with St. Louis. All right, you got you got boat raced Tuesday night. What do you do? Put that in the rearview mirror and try to get one back today at Rhode Island. They did that, you, as you say, Mike. To your point, you'll have that, as they say. You're gonna have the clunkers. The season will have its ebbs and flows, and a wax and wane. Whatever you want to say, all you got to do is minimize the clunkers and just try to minimize the amount of times that happens. And here we are. It's even even after some
2: of those mm-hmm. clunkers in this version of the A10, guys. It's right for the taking. just reach out and grab it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just the key, and it comes down to these next two games. And, you know, we sound like a broken record. And, again, I, I go back, John, and really the, the critical part of this ball game, and I go back to the second half of this game. Rhode Island, Dayton took control of this game, 35-14. Rhode Island comes back. They outscored Dayton 13-6 to to start to end the first half. And we're going to have questions about the officiating. I don't think it was the best, but that's another story for another day. 44-30, Fats Russell goes to the line, misses two free throws. Jalen turns it over. And then uh, Harris makes misses on the three-point play. Rhode Island gets the miss. You're thinking, oh, no, shades of, uh, of Jimmy Barron hitting a three right there. It didn't happen. They turn it over. Crutcher scored to put UD ahead, 46-32. End of story. Dayton was able to pull away. I thought that was the biggest play of the game right there because Rhode Island had taken control of the game. Crutcher scored 20 points tonight. I thought right then and there, that's where Dayton took control this was a game they probably make get close to maybe letting it slip away early on. The good news I've seen from some of these road games from Fordham and Rhode Island, Dayton has been able to put put them, these guys away. Uh, they didn't do it the other night, but they did today, and they did against Fordham. So we are seeing now. Can they do it on a consistent basis? That's the next step.
5: Yeah, That's the thing they've had to learn how to do this year is putting people away. And like I said, just to rebound after a St. Louis game like that, and I, I was not, I was fully, guys. I'll be honest. I was not feeling good about this one coming into today. I know this is this is a long cry from last year's Rhode Island team that was loaded with E.C. Matthews and Danny Hurley and company. But you still got Fats Russell. You still got Langevin. He's an animal on the offensive boards. And I thought, ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, hey, they rebounded, got a big win, 77-48. And how about, you know, I mean, Crutcher. But, but does he pass the eye test? <laughs> mm, yes. We don't know. We're, we're not We're not sure. 20 for Crutcher leading the way. Obi with another tremendous game. 19, 13 from Cunningham, 12 from Jordan Davis, a nice rebound game from Jordan Davis after he's been back on the struggle bus after you talk about a roller coaster, here's a kid who's had a sophomore roller coaster of a year. Yeah. Another great effort from Jordan Davis and you know, guys Flyers in a runaway, 77-48 to get to 16-8 on the year.
3: And even just more to the point on Jordan Davis, I liked all almost every shot he took tonight. I I was totally okay with and there there have been several times where I've seen some of the shots from the guards get taken and you're, from Jalen included where you just look and you go why are we taking that shot at that moment in time but that was even but the shot selection was great the ball movement was great there was there was just moving without the ball too all of that was there today and we didn't see that against St. Louis I mean St. Louis everything was just stagnant I mean they were in the mud and everything else and just like I said it, it couldn't have been a more night and day difference on execution, effort, and hustle.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was just the exact opposite of
3: the other night, where we fell behind eight nothing to
2: start or ten. Yeah, eight nothing to start, and then uh, Anthony Grant calls a timeout. And then today, nine nothing to start, and then Rhode Island calls a timeout. We expand it even further, and then they call it, Rhode Island calls another timeout, and the Ryan Center's boom. booming. Um, the Ryan Center is a pretty good atmosphere. I'm not lying. We I was able to watch some of the game on the uh, uh, online, and they were booing. Uh, and when Steve Ryan, um, uh, Steve Wolf from CBS Sports Network, says "nice hustle," complimenting him, like that's saying something. So the Flyers are definitely hustling. And again, Michael and I were talking about this, John, before you were before you joined us. Twelve only twelve three point shots, and they got to in the. That I think's the other thing: not forcing it, taking shots from the parking lot. They were. Uh, Again, I thought the Flyers worked the ball pretty well. 17 assists on their 31 uh, field, goal, field goal shots. Tonight.
5: And like you mentioned, Tiz, to flip the script, not only from Tuesday night, because, I mean, that thing was over before it started in St. Louis on Tuesday. Um, t- to be able to flip the script, and-, and not just Tuesday night, we've seen the slow starts have been a problem for this team. Um, but to be able to flip that script and to just, I mean, Tiz, they've completely flipped it around on roadie and just buried them. Before they even knew what was going on. And boom, game's over. 9 nothing hole. It was just off and running. And with the exception of that little run Rhode Island made. But again, damage control. Dayton controlled it and pushed it back out again. Um, really just didn't look back. So, and, and you know, two, I, I'll admit, you know, I was a guy that I, I didn't get worked up about Obi Toppin starting at all. I really didn't. He he was playing even as a sixth man starters minutes load. And I didn't give two rips about whether Obi or Trey Landers was starting. But now, obviously, didn't work out too well Tuesday. But in talking to some people, I think this is going to be something that I think O.B.'s going to have a continuous – I think he might be getting a stranglehold on the starting lineup. I think going forward, we might just see O.B. starting. And Anthony's clearly found something that he seems to like with – you know, it didn't turn out too well yeah. Tuesday, but I think that might be something we see going forward.
3: Well, early in the season, it, it seemed like it wasn't going to work having both O.B. and Josh on the court at the same time. But the thing is, is all these A-10 teams have done, it's just they encourage Dayton to they, – they pack their defense in the paint they will automatically double-team if Josh or Obi gets it, and then it relies on who cuts, who moves, who does something else. And I think we've seen so far that there's – I mean, first off, you can't you can't h- handle Obi one-on-one. I mean, I don't think there's any defender in the A-10 who's going to be able to do that consistently for 40 minutes. And you certainly can't just continuously double both of them for 40 minutes without getting somebody like a Trey Landers on a cut or anything like that. That, that is where this team needs to fi- find – the open man every time, and they found that today. They took good shots. Plus, not to mention, Roddy didn't do a whole lot of double teaming from what I was seeing. So they really let the big guys do what they wanted to do. And then, of course, when you have a guard play like Jalen dropping twenty today, I mean, uh, that that right there is just a total recipe for how this team wins. And that, and that's why the uh, once another reason. Of why, in my opinion, they just took care of business today.
2: And the other thing, also, I thought the defense by Dayton was solid tonight. What did we mention? Doughton was held at what seven points. He'd been in double figures with the
3: exception of tonight. I don't think he even scored in the second half. I think no, no, pointed that out. Yeah, he did not score in the second half. He only had we had seven points in the first half, and Doughton didn't score in the second. I mean, that that is good defense even on an off shooting night for a player who's definitely really good in the a 10 no matter what that's still good defensive effort no matter how you look at it and those are guys that were key for Rhode Island last year you add what Langevine
2: to that so I mean but Dayton was able to really put the hammer down defensively so yeah they were we talk about their offense but I thought their defense Dayton's defense was really good
5: yeah Fats Russell was a guy that got himself Twitter famous for some of the moves he was put on the NCAA tournament to his him and Langevine keys to that NCAA tournament team last year for the Rams and hold a, a team I don't care how depleted they are under 50 points you'll take that Dayton winner 77 to 48 David Jablonski is on the hotline Ooh, it's hot he joins us on the other side of this break John Bedell Mike Purvis and John Tisdale here with you for flyer feedback
0: live on the home of the flyers This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: Premier Health is proud to be the official healthcare provider for UD Athletics as the official sports medicine provider for 42 area schools. We treat more student-athletes than anyone else in the region. From injury prevention, treatment, and sports performance, our team of board-certified sports medicine and orthopedic physicians, athletic trainers, and rehabilitation specialists offer a comprehensive program focused on the goals of each athlete. To learn more or to find a Premier Health sports Medicine specialists visit PremierHealth.com slash sports med. Premier Health taking care to a higher level. We've got flyer fever. How about you?
0: Code is proud of its Gem City roots and proud to support our hometown UD Flyers.
1: Ask us about Welcome Home, a special mortgage program for qualified new home buyers.
0: Grant funds become available March 1st, so reserve your funds now before they're gone. It's basically free money.
1: Free money? Who wouldn't want to take advantage of that?
0: Check CodeCU.org to find out more. We are proud to be the Downtown Dayton Credit Union.
6: Member NC... U.A. We're going to continue to stay pretty dry and quiet all across the Miami Valley as a high pressure system continues to dominate the region. We're going to see mostly clear skies and temperatures falling from the upper 20s and eventually reaching a low of 17 degrees for tonight. I'm meteorologist Molly Coates on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO.
0: You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now at 457 1290 flyer feedback on am 1290 and news 95.7 whio hey
5: everybody welcome back to flyer feedback i'm john bedell my partners tonight michael never nervous purpose he's never ever nervous never happened and john tisdell and you're you and we thank you for joining us today for flyer feedback we're coming to you live from our dayton studios it's a place where we don't do not tweet recruits just don't kids hashtag the more you know what you can tweet who you can tweet is us. Jump on our mentions. I'll let you. You can at me as the kids say these days on Twitter. And you can uh, give us your questions by adding us or by using the hashtag Flyer Feedback. Andrew did so, and he wants to know, time to let the hashtag Flyer Feedback guys weigh in on Obi possibly entering the draft. At John Bedell, at John Tisdell, Mike I tag you too. I will say this. If you set the over-under at mm-hmm. three and a half, I'll take the under. Um... But if he continues on the trajectory, guys, I will say this. As my buddy, one of my best friends from UD, Mike, said a couple days ago, big NBA guy, Mike said a point that I want to reiterate, that these days, nothing is more tantalizing to an NBA scout than potential. And Obi has that in spades. But on the flip side, at 6'9", at his size, he's got to become a little more versatile to really have an impact on the league. But I keep going back to that potential, guys. And when somebody... No pun intended. Take a flyer on him and say, you know what, this kid, who oh
2: boy, the potential on him, and might they, might they try and draft him? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. You're right. I mean, six nine. You can't coach hot. Wait, what is what's the saying? You can't coach size. I mean, six nine pretty good. And well, he's he, got an NBA body too. He's got it. No, there's no question about that. I mean, wouldn't he love to go to play in his hometown city, the new in New York, and play for the Knicks? I mean, that would be something. But. I'd like to see him at least stay one more year. Then again, I said that about Costas last year, and I think we're doing pretty well without Kostas. But but I'm not going to go there, but I will say this. (laughs) Would I like to see him here? Would it surprise me if he left maybe after next year? Yeah. Do I think he'll – I don't know. Remember, Chris Wright – he declared for the NBA after his junior year, but he didn't sign with an agent. Maybe Obi does that. I don't know.
3: See, that, that's kind of what I, that was my prediction is I think he'll declare for the draft at the end of the season, test but the water. test the water, see where he is. And if he, if he goes, he goes, I, I think he, I, I mean, it's selfish to the program. I think he needs another year, but also at the same time, I mean, it, it, like you said, they draft potential now and yes. potential is drafted in the NBA. He's got it right now. People are starting to say, Hey, buy stock, you know, all that right. other stuff. Hey, th- this might be the time for him. We'll have to see.
5: He's not popping up on any draft boards now in terms of like mock drafts, but that could change. You know, guys, my, my take is, and I don't mean this to sound like I'm hedging my bet, I don't think he'll leave after this year, but I also would not be shocked if he did. So I guess the, the answer is wait and see. Check out on the hotline David Jablonski, two thirds of the earth is covered by water, the other third is covered by David Jablonski. David, what say you about Obie's draft potential?
7: Well, it's funny. I was just standing next to the whole Toppin family. They're like the last ones here at the arena. They're all wearing Cavs jerseys. It's a little weird. Um, I don't want to freak anyone out. Um, I'm just kidding. No, they were not. They're, they are some of the best. Jabbo, don't do that, to me. Come
5: on now. You. Don't be doing that.
7: They've been at almost all these games here on the East Coast. Uh, you know, the A-10 is a perfect spot for uh, people from Austin, New York, uh, you know, almost everything is within driving distance other than like, Richmond.
5: Yeah, now, uh, does, Davidson, the, does so. the Toppin family, do they tweet in Caps Lock when they watch him, Jabo?
7: <laughs> no, but they, I know they are, they are on Twitter. I, I believe I get a, some likes from them, but uh, they are not Angie Policelli, as we've uh, talked about. She is the number one tweeting <laughs> parent.
5: She's in line for a UD Twitter please. award, Jabo.
7: <laughs> oh, she's definitely getting it. I mean, I, I really hope Frankie turns out to be a star here. Cause, uh, it, it would be a a great thing to watch her uh, develop that style over the next four years. Yeah, but, uh, pole position for UD know, Twitter award know, MVP. We don't
5: know what's going on here. Well, Java, let me as ask you about the, You course. know, They're coming off a game where, as we talked, uh, they, they did nothing well Tuesday night. To rebound tonight with this kind of boat race of a win and to hold Rhode Island under 50, I mean, just what was your reaction seeing? One, the fast start, and for them to just get up off the mat with an effort like this after an effort like we saw Tuesday.
7: You know, as in most a 10 results, there's just no explaining it. I mean, look at the UMass losing by whatever they lost to at home to Fordham and then coming back and beating first-place Davidson today. It's just hard to explain. There really is no explaining it. It just seems random to me. I mean, Dayton missed a bunch of shots at the beginning of the game the other day, went the other way for St. Louis, and it was a total opposite today. So I don't know how to explain it other than, you know, at least we know, at least they know they can play this well, and maybe it will carry over. Because they got two big ones coming up. uh, Next two games, VCU and Davidson. The first, the two teams tie for first place in the next two games. Amazing how it worked out like that. Uh, Dayton wins both. They'll be right back in first
5: place. Yeah, I was going to say, Jabo, Uh, here we are after all the, you know, everybody jumping ship and wanting people to be sent packing yeah, and Twitter uh, burning yeah. down. Here we are. Here we are with the two biggest games of the year with a chance to – they're the two game, teams right directly in front of you in the standings, and here they are, a half game out of second, a game out of first, with both of those teams coming up the next two.
7: I think they'll beat VCU just because it's at home. That's the common element in most eight ten 10 games, who's the home team. Um, but to going to Davidson, I've never seen them win there in a couple couple games, two or three trips down there. That is going to be a tough one. And Davidson obviously got a wake-up call today. So I would imagine they'll be on top of their game for that one. Uh, But, yeah, a lot of good things today. Josh Cunningham, much better today. I talked to him after the game. People have been speculating about whether he's hurt just because he hasn't been the dominant force he was last year. Remember, just going off against Rhode Island and VCU. Um, And he has been, you know, a little slower lately. I don't know what it is, but he said, no, 100% healthy. Uh, I had talked with coaches this week. Uh, and it feels better about where he's heading, I think, after today. Six of eight, 13 points, typical Josh Cunningham numbers.
2: Yeah,
5: and I, I'll, I'll go with you, Jabo. I think you even called it on our airwaves a few weeks ago, this this at-Davidson game, um, the toughest game of the year probably, and I agree with that, with as talented as they are. And that's just, we've seen, that's a tough environment. But I, I'll, I'll go ahead and you know, uh, hang a lot over the fence as it were. I, I, I predict th- that VCU will come in here and Dayton will just, Beat to breaks off of ECU because I think they're hungry for revenge. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jabo, OB in the starting lineup. This is two games in a row now. Do you see him staying put in that role going
1: forward?
7: I think so. If they had happened, if fallen in another uh, 10-0 hole today, I think maybe maybe they would have second-guessed uh, that decision. But uh, it makes sense. He's definitely one of their top five players, probably one, of their, certainly one of their top three players. And um, he deserves it, and I think it makes him better from the start. And if you play him right from the start, then you give him a better chance to play in more minutes because – you know, when he comes in five or six minutes of the game, those are minutes he's not getting back. So, you know, he played, uh, what, 31 minutes today. That's becoming a more regular thing. He's playing 20 to 25 for a lot of the season. So they need him on the court as much as possible.
5: Yeah, I mean, he was playing a starter's minutes load even before he was starting Jabo, and I I really yeah, didn't get I really structure. didn't get worked up about him not starting. I, it, to me, it makes yeah. no difference. If Anthony wants to start him, I'm great with that. If he wants to bring him off the bench, you know, I, whatever he wants to do, I, I don't have a problem with, you know, where, where Obi's coming in. But, I mean, if this if this is going to work out like it did today, like we said, it you know, if they had another clunker like Tuesday, maybe he thinks about changing it back. But they've been uh, – if it's going to keep going this way, I'll I'll have Obie start. Okay, fine.
7: Yeah, it just makes sense. I think that he, he said the other day he didn't know, but I think he does. I think he's going
5: to start. Yeah. Well, Java, we thank you for joining us here on Flyer Feedback. Make sure you give Dave a follow on Twitter. He's uh, – Curves the Flyers beat like nobody's business. So that's going to do it for us tonight. and Winter this afternoon, they uh, just boat race – they're, I almost said the Richmond Rams. They're coming up next. The Rhode Island Rams, 77-48, <laughs> to 48, dating a 29-point winner. So that's going to do it for us Flyer fans. Uh, we will see you on the radio Saturday afternoon. A big one looms at UD Arena. The rematch with the much-hated VCU Rams. So we will see you on the radio Saturday afternoon, Flyers fans. Until then, I'm John Bedell. I'm John Tisdale. I'm Mike Purvis. And we're saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. For, go Flyers.